the best is if you, I mean, we're not going to post it. You could whatever, but if you want to search, you can find the picture that someone's like taken what he would look actually look like if the bust was actually what he looked like, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> Conceptually. I love that. That's amazing. So, With the lazy eye and all. Yeah, dude. Love it. Put that shit in project 2020. So deal. Insert that into one of your images. I don't care if it makes any sense. I just sent it your way just for, hold on. I got to look at this. All right. Time for memes. Skip this ad. Skip this ad. No, I do not want to subscribe to your newsletter. God damn it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did it, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's just, ah, uh, one second. Chef's kiss. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, see, I'd watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you not root for lazy eye, broken face Ronaldo? <laughs> You are listening to episode 60. That is number 60 of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. The podcast where not one, but two of our long national nightmares have ended. I'm Carlos Aguilar, and with me as always is Dave Turnbull. Can you believe we've actually made it this far? I never can believe. I honestly thought we were, I was shocked when we got to episode, what was it? Hold on, I've got it in my notes. Two. This is fair. That was like one and a half more episodes than I thought we'd get to. So I'm genuinely very impressed. <laughs> Good job by you. Hey, you know what? We have managed to do something. Something is correct. Yes. Right. See, that, that notice is... I didn't put a qualifier on the something. I just said something. Well, in fairness, I think that'll be your epitaph on your on your gravestone. We will put Dave Turnbull did a thing. It'd be kind of cool because people will be like, I wonder what that thing is. And they'll be exploring it because they're like, wait, are you sure he did that thing? No, he didn't do that thing. That wasn't him. That was a different guy. Yeah. There's I'm, a lot of David. I think we could go with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's solid. It'll it'll really make people think. It'll make people think of nothing else. So we definitely got a couple of different topics we're going to get into today. A lot of it is on the really broad strokes because there's a couple of areas we could go into. But part and parcel of it that's going to be some fun is I'll explain why the long, long national nightmares have ended. There's a couple. There's two long national nightmares in particular that I'm referencing. I will explain in mere moments. But we'll talk about a little bit about Major League Baseball. There's a little bit about uh, Zion and the NBA in general. Sports are getting really dangerously close to restarting, so there's some topics on that. And somehow, probably just before all that, we'll get into uh, apparently the Edmonton Eskimos have decided on a name change, much to my, you know, much chagrin. Although, to be fair, like, call it whatever you want, but I, I disagree with the decision, but that's a different thing entirely. And then, of course, I'll give you guys an update on the madness that is the sports card hobby. And, of course, we got to lead the story with Project 2020, Dave. Yeah, we love our Project 2020. Oh, I love Project 2020. So let's begin with the first long national nightmare that has ended. Actually, hold on. Let me, let me, let me correct myself. Let, let's pump the brakes on that for just one second. I, I got so excited about Project 2020, I almost forgot. Dave, how was the week? Uh, it was a good week. I fixed the DVD burner, so that's the key there. I'm really still wondering what's going on with the component cable or the component connectors on either the TV or the DVD play burner or the PVR. But I got so it to work with... So when you fixed it, what did you actually do? I just moved it through AV cables instead. Because I was like, wait a minute. I'm just trying to do it the way I did it before because it, or be, sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm trying to do it the way you did it before because you hooked mm -hmm. it up originally and yes, cause it worked and it worked fine. And I burned lots mm -hmm. of stuff and, and use things and whatnot. Let's try it. Right. And it didn't work and everything worked. But the, the problem was the component cable, no matter how, if you just tried to connect the PVR box to the TV with component, it didn't work. You tried to connect any, it, for whatever reason you got picture, but you didn't get sound. 
So I'm like, I don't get it. Why is this working? We've done it before. Trying to switch things around. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. It has another connector here. I can just take the AV, the the AV cables, you know, the the red, uh, white, no, sorry. Yeah, red, white, and yellow and yeah. connect them bo- from both in and out. Because previously it was just going in. But I'm like, well, why doesn't it just go in and out? Because I think the sound will work that way. And it did. So there you go. Good. Uh, so quick thing, Dave. Uh, I have no doubt that you did your best to replicate my original configuration and setup. But just so you know, the component cables are video only. Now, I could have used those cables and maybe set them up in a certain way so that you got audio as well. But the actual component cables, if you use the component cables in the normal, quote unquote, configuration of component cables, they will be video only, no sound. Really? Yeah. They've never had sound. I did not know that. But there's three of them, right? There's three of them and they're all video. Totally agree with you. They're all video. And the thing is, you can use component cables. So here's a life hack for everybody. And this is from an old satellite technician. Just trust me on this one. You can use the component cables. Because at the end of the day, they're cables. You can use those cables in a way to get the picture and to get the sound. But you're going to be doing an, a standard deaf picture. Sorry. Yeah, standard deaf picture. Because the yellow, white, and red are standard deaf yeah. le- with left and right audio. Correct. Okay? So that's all it is. At the end of the day, you're still using three cables and you're still using three cables. But if you connect component to it, then you still need something for the sound. Otherwise, there will be no sound. Ah, interesting. Yeah, true story. That was uh, the some of the old satellite uh, receivers that I used to work with didn't have HD. They had component cables. And a lot of people got confused with that because they'd hook up the right colors to the right colors on both sides. No problem. But then it'd be like, there's no sound. I go, yeah, because you haven't hooked up the sound cable. Hmm. Oh, good to know for future reference. Yeah. And, and to be honest, component is a little dated now. Most of the time, people will just use HDMI because it has it only one cable, you know. Well, for it's sure. Pain. Uh, but yeah. obviously, the reason I'm not doing that is because the DVD burner does not burner. have that yeah, I know. option. I'm Which is interesting because one of the things we also did this week is Megan and I went to go get some new furniture uh, to start setting up the basement a little bit here. And I learned that most TVs only have HDMI or just a few input options now for the newer TVs. Yeah, yeah because they because it's obsolete. Uh, nobody re- Component was always such a pain. It, having three cables, and then to the point that I was making a second ago, having three cables, oh, by the way, you still need more cables for sound. Oh, man. Yeah, people didn't like that. And people got confused and they'd put them in the wrong order and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of funky stuff. Yeah. So anyway, but luckily it's working and I'm happy with that. Uh, I played around at golf today, eight, 18 holes for the first time in a long time uh, with Coscarella, which was good times. Uh, did not I did not have a good round whatsoever. I pro- mm. quite frankly may have had the worst round of golf I've ever played, but I had fun going around the course, walking. We always walk it uh, instead of taking the cart. So just walking around the course, getting a bit of exercise that way, shooting the shit is always a good time. Fair, fair, fair. Golf is good for that uh, for that type of business for sure. And that has been my week. Indeed. My week for the most part has been pretty straightforward, although work-wise it was straightforward. Gel with the general kind of business related to that. That's you know neither here nor there. That's pretty standard. However, uh, my air conditioner decided to break again, so I am operating in like 95% humidity as we do in Southern Ontario. So that's been enjoyable. But you know I'm, I'm trying to get it repaired. I'm trying to fix it now. But a work in progress. The, um, but the more interesting thing, I was going to talk about the Project 2020, but let me talk about my other long national nightmare that came in for me at the end of the week. And this happened on Friday. Dave, this week on Friday, I received a package and it was an impromptu package. And I'll explain some detail on that in a second because it wasn't expected the way it went down. But on Friday, I received a package 
from Foot Locker. Whoa. I know, right? Our long national nightmare with Foot Locker has ended. I received a pair of shoes from UPS in this, in, you know, well, they're courier, not mail, but anyway, whatever. So I received that. But the thing was, Foot Locker, so Foot Locker never sent me a cancellation email this time. I had done this, this was the third time I did this. And each time they would wait a day or two and then send me a cancellation email. I never got it. I said, okay, it's looking promising. But I tried to look it up on the site and they would give me like nothing in terms of an update. Yeah. They wouldn't say that, oh, we shipped it or whatever, or here's your tracking number or nothing. But then I just randomly on Friday afternoon, like lunchtime, out of the blue, I received an email message that says, uh, your UPS package has been delivered. And I'm like, my UPS package has been delivered. Now, since this, since during the day I don't want to be receiving a courier package, I asked them to ship it to my parents' house just so that they're there so they can take care of that for me. And they're down the street, so I can even walk down and go get it. But the point is that uh, they said they delivered it. And I said, delivered what? So I have to scroll down in the email. It says, from Foot Locker Canada. And I'm like, oh, I see. So much to my shock, it had turned out they actually delivered the package, which is hilarious because I was like, well, thanks for the out of the blue. Foot Locker is actually supposed to email you when they're shipping out your package. It's like literally I went from, okay, your order's been processed, and then nothing for the better part of a week. And then your package has been delivered. Well, at least it finally came. As you said, you know, the long national nightmare is finally over. Third time's the charm, Dave. How, how, what, the charm. in the total process from beginning to end was how long? Oh, like two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. It's not as bad as I thought. For some reason, it literally felt like months. I don't know why. <laughs> well, no, it was a couple of weeks because, um, because the, the original attempt to order, the cancellation, the email saying it's back in stock happened like only a couple of days after the initial cancellation. And then the second attempt, and then the second cancellation email happened only a day or two after that. Okay. okay. So, the, so then the third attempt was like at the end of that first week. So I say, like, okay, this is, this is the last time I'm trying. This is the third time because they were half price. So I was like, I'll give it a go. Uh, pair of shoes are nice. I'm actually wearing them right now. I've been wearing them around the house. Nice. Yeah, I usually stroll around in kind of uh, my sneakers or shoes because if I go work out or something, I've already got them on. So that's kind of how I operate, especially if I need to hop outside because these are actually pretty good for that. I can quickly hop outside and do whatever I need to do. Solid. Doing errands. Yep. So that's the first long national nightmare ended. Which I feel like everyone should be happy, right? I think I think everyone is happy. You know, but, long uh, national nightmare is over. We should all be happy. However, you get a bonus ending of a long national nightmare too. True story. True story. Listen, I, I could tell. There was a tension. There was a tension in Ontario. A lot of people were feeling it. They just didn't know what it was. But it was just the uncertainty. They're not knowing. Will it be sent? Will there be a cancellation email? Will... The province spontaneously catch fire. All of these things were possible. But it was. Well, it might still spontaneously catch fire. I can't promise. Well, this is true, right? (laughs) I refuse to be held responsible. If something's going to spontaneously catch fire, you know, it's going to do it when it's going to do it on its own timeline. It's pretty, it's pretty hot these days, Dave. I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but like if it spontaneously caught fire, would it really shock me? No. And then followed by hail. It's Canada. This is true. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like wildfires followed by hail. What's that? A Thursday. Yeah, that happens. This is also true. Indeed. Now, second thing, let's talk about this a little bit. Before I get into the Project 2020, which I will, I want to quickly talk about kind of the, the craziness that was the hobby a little bit because it continues. Right you now, like, you just tell people that your Project 2020 stuff has come in? That is what I was going to get to the... When I get to the Project 2020, I want to conclude the hobby piece with Project 2020. Sorry, man. So I'm sorry that. I let the cat out of the bag then, but it's just, you know... That's our other long national nightmare. So, fine. I'll talk about it right now quickly. So finally, I got an email. Now, Keith, there are five or six different orders from Tops. So let's be clear right. about yes. this. Yes, that I is important to know. one email for one order, 
which is to say that according to them, number card number 89 and card number 90 for Project 2020 are apparently being shipped out. It is being shipped out by Courier, so we'll see how long that takes. I'm hoping that I get it this week. I might be able to say that because Courier is usually pretty good about that. Mind you, it is crossing a border, but I can say that the tracking number has shown that the package has been picked up. Now, bear in mind, this is card 89 and 90. We are currently on card 164. Yeah, we still got a long way to go. We got a long way to go is what I'm trying to say, guys. A long way because I think the last cards that I ordered were like number 109 and 110. So we're, we're still waiting for now. But I'm waiting to see when the first ones come in, and then I'll start talking about what happens when they finally start coming in hand. All right. True story. Now, let's talk a little bit about the hobby in general because it has been going crazy. Project 2020 has kind of cooled off because of all the craziness that's been going on with it, and I'll discuss that more in length in a second. But the rest of the market seems to be going chugging along pretty well in the sense that these prices. And I, I gave you a bunch of examples last week about some prices that have been going like crazy. But the thing is, it's important that if you're going to talk about stuff like that, you got to practice what you preach a little bit. And the thing is, it's not like I didn't have anything that was going up in price. I'd been kind of sitting on it, wondering when the right moment was to strike. So I decided this week to kind of begin the process of doing some stuff. And uh, I'll give you an example, a couple of examples that really play into how quickly and how ridiculously the market has moved. So one of the things that I picked up, this is around, so let me give you the timeline and, I'll, and you can kind of follow along. Dave is our noted mathematician. We'll sit here, we'll sit there and do some uh, napkin calculations as we go. Okay. So, so right around the end of 2018, early 2019, I'm going to say the end of 2018, I was looking at that rookie class because we, the 2018 rookie class was an interesting one because that was the one with Sam Darnold. It was the one with Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, the two Joshes. You got Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. And uh, of course, Saquon Barkley. So a pretty good, you know, group. And you didn't know who was going to be the guy. And for like a cup of coffee, Sam Darnold had his moment in the spotlight. Baker Mayfield had his moment in the spotlight. And I would say right now, and even Josh Allen had a little moment in the spotlight. Josh Rosen, not so much. But the other, but the other Josh had at least his moment. And Buffalo got to the playoffs. Even though it didn't work out, he still had a little bit of shine. And he still showed moments of promise. Saquon Barkley obviously had some success. And I would say currently... The, the standout star at the moment is Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah. So at the moment, he's the guy out of that group. And obviously, 2017 is, is spearheaded by Patrick Mahomes. Certainly, his accolades are known. So fair enough. But Lamar Jackson does have an MVP to his name and shows a ton of potential and a lot of potential future because obviously, he's, he's gotten pretty far even without winning a championship. The future looks good in Baltimore, and we'll see what happens with that. But if he's able to meet his promise and, and maybe pick up another MVP here or there, he could be a really big guy. But the thing that people didn't understand at the time is because he started off as a backup to Joe Flacco. So he didn't get to start right away. Right. So the smart person would have gone in and purchased some of those cards from Lamar Jackson during that first year where he didn't even get to play yet. So it wasn't that we didn't, we didn't know whether he was good or not. He wasn't playing. It was about what was going to happen to Joe Flacco. We knew eventually he would take over. But the question was when, and the question was how he was going to do once he did. And then obviously in the early stages, he showed some promise, but he hadn't really developed his passing game. He was, a, he was a brilliant athlete and a great runner. But then obviously in his MVP season, boom, everything came together. It all went crazy, and obviously he was able to put off an MVP season. Still a disappointment in the playoffs at the moment, but we're only talking his second year at the moment. So yeah. we're not going to give him too much flack for that. Right. There's still The jury's still out on, on really where he's at and obviously what his career is going to be like. Yeah, but if he continues to hone his skill set, there's no reason to believe that if he doesn't continue to develop his weapons, that he couldn't possibly, you know, 
do some really great things. And obviously Correct. we've seen what happens when somebody is able to develop. And yeah, develop. I mean, let's put it this way. Athletically, he has all the talent to be one of the all-time greats, potentially. Yeah, in terms of being an athlete, in terms of having arm strength, in terms of having... The, right now, the knock on him is arm accuracy, but he's shown bits where he does have some accuracy. It's just consistency. And that's really the big thing with him. But given how explosive... He was able to win an MVP without having that quote-unquote consistency yet which only bodes well for his future, potentially. So you decided okay. to sell this card. Well, this is the first. In late 2018, 2019, I actually bought several Lamar Jackson cards. Okay, a various many... different um, like brands and things like that? Absolutely. Because he was, he was kind of the lower end of the totem pole at that time. We didn't know what was going to be. Because this is the key. If you're going to buy low, when you're buying low, you don't know whether it's going to work out or not. And... That means you're not probably not stocking up like crazy because it's a prospect at that point. Because like I said, it was a while before you even got to get into a game. So I picked up a bunch of different ones. Now, one of the more obscure ones that I picked up that was kind of a fun one was there was a card from the National, which was the sports card convention that year, where they would have these packs that you could get throughout the National as part of giveaways and things. And inside the packs, you get these different cards. And some of the ones they have were called a subset called the Rookies. So they, they've got this like prismatic foil, these shiny foil cards, and uh, the base version would be numbered out of 399. And you had a version for the Louisville Cardinals for his college team and a version with the Baltimore Ravens for his professional team. And all the rookies had a copy of this type of card. This is not a rookie card in the traditional sense, but still a rookie year card. So I looked at it, and at the time, I saw it on ComC, and I decided to take a flyer amongst other purchases I was making at the time, and I picked one up for about 5 or $6. Okay. So I held on to that. And then maybe about a year ago, probably in sometime in 2019, I went and sent it in for PSA grading. So I went to go do grading myself because I looked at it and I go, it seems to be in pretty good condition. And it came back, uh, you know, last year, it came back in PSA 10 condition. Nice. Great. So now I'm holding this card. Now, at the moment, there's no determinate value. This is kind of a, a weird oddball card. I've got some regular Lamar Jackson rookies as well, but this is kind of an oddball kind of card. So I didn't have any sense of what the value would be at the time. We just didn't know. Probably if I was going to guess at that time, maybe the car was worth 20 or 30 bucks because it's just hard to say. Yeah. Fast forward to the current day, a lot of Lamar Jackson stuff has gone off like crazy. Abs astronomical rises in a lot of the different things because everything right now that is a, of a hotter product is going up. Well, it turns out even the oddball stuff has started to go up a little bit. So I went and I decided to put that uh, on eBay and... You know, here's your napkin math moment. So I paid about $5 US for the card to get it to basically purchase it from ComC. I paid about another $10 to get it graded and to get it shipped over to me. So I've got about $15 in the card. Okay? Right. I ended up selling it for $170 Canadian. Which is a nice profit. Very, very solid. So that comes out to, well, uh, we'll do a little math here. So that is uh, right around 125 Canadian. Sorry, 125 American. Okay. So for $15 in, I ended up profiting about 110 on that one single card. Right. So that's a solid turnout right there. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I had some other Lamar Jackson cards as well, which were like 2 or $3 inserts that I pulled because I was opening some football boxes at the time. And I went and pulled one out that I remembered that I thought I had. I found it. And I was like, this is like a $2 card. But then I go look it up on eBay and it's like, no, it's actually a $25 card. Huh. It is now. Those two cars lasted less than 48 hours. Sold. Hmm. Gone. Out the door this Friday. Nice. I went from scanning it. I took a picture with my cell phone. This is the world we're in right now. I took a picture with my cell phone of the front and the back, 
created the eBay listing in about five minutes, posted right. it. Within 48 hours, I had received offers and sold both of them, took my profit. On Friday, I went to the mailbox, mail, uh, the post office, got them both mailed off. Done. Nice. $150 US, basically profit. That's awesome. It is. But it tells you the era we're in right now. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And I also had a Tom Brady rookie that I put up, and it's got bids, and it's sitting there. We'll see what happens with that one, but I'm ha- I'm happy to get that one off my uh, off my thing. I think I think that guy's overrated. He's not very good. <laughs> oh my! The sooner I can get rid of it and you know get get like a good player, like um, I hear Jamarcus Russell's pretty cheap these days. I think he's a good quarterback. I, he probably is pretty cheap these days. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was doing research on some busts for like uh, for like a video concept I was working on. Okay, uh, you can get a Johnny Menzel RPA or like a rookie patch mm-hmm. uh, for for like forty bucks. Hey. Why you would want one in the first place, uh, I don't know, but... That, that's like $38 too much. <laughs> Fact. Te- Texas A&M and CFL legend Johnny Menzel. I think he's more of a Cleveland Browns legend. I don't know, man. I, I, I forget. You know, I, I don't watch a lot of CFL, admittedly, but did, did he win like six great cups or something? I think that's about the level he's at. Isn't, did he win like six great cups? No? No. No, no. That Am I misremembering? Happen. I think you Am are. Am I misremembering? Oh, yeah. It's possible. It's possible. I may have been really tired that day, you know. Sometimes uh, memory goes a little bit in my old age. It happens. You're really tired most days. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, these things happen. The point is, though, that a lot of this market has really gone off the charts. And um, what I would recommend to anybody is if you do have... Like, for me, those Lamar Jacksons were extras. I haven't dipped into my actual rookie cards, Dave. I didn't touch them. These are like the extra extras. Right. So it's, it's good times when you can move some of the extra extras. And uh, make, at this point, there's no reason for me not to take a little bit of profit. And at the same time, I also have been looking into, I also did some buying because I was like, okay, I want to pick up some stuff before it potentially goes up. Even if it's for my collection, I still want to get it in my hands before the prices start going up because some of this stuff has been ridiculous. Yeah. I will say, and this is not investment advice for anybody, full disclosure, not investment advice for anybody. But what I'm looking at right now is I'm trying to look at guys where some of the hype has already gone off. So I, those are the people you want to go to. I don't want to buy Lamar Jackson right now. I want to sell Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. Even if you think he's going to be even better. Well, that's great. That's why I'm holding on to some of the cards I already have. Those cards I paid like three bucks for. So I can afford to just sit and hold them. And if it works out, phenomenal. Fantastic. But I'm not going to go and spend the current market price on some of these cards. It's yeah, well, you'd be happen. an idiot. Correct. So it's like, that, that's the, the analogy I like to use is it's like uh, catching a falling knife going upward. Like, why would you even try to do that? Yeah. Other than a desire to cut off your fingers. The, uh, it's, not, it's not what you want to be doing. But, the, but at the same time, you're looking for guys where maybe they had the hype, but it's worn off. So right now, this, these days, it's funny because in football, I'm looking at Kyler Murray because even though he's hyped, I don't think people are quite grasping that yet. But he does have, you know, another weapon. So it's like, mm, maybe. We'll see. If he turns out to be any good, I don't mind because I can still get some of his stuff a little bit cheap. So I, I decided to take a couple of flyers on that. But the other guy I'm looking at right now, and again, not investment advice, not investment advice. Again, not investment advice. I'm looking at uh, Baker. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, he took a big dip after last year's disaster in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, pretty much every year is a disaster in Cleveland. But Correct. Fair point. But you know what? He is somebody who I would say the jury is still out on as well. Correct. But that's the be- the beauty is uncertainty in that situation is good for you because some people are terrified and have, are trying to dump his stuff and get rid of it. Well, at that point, then it's a lower risk. Then I'm a little bit more interested. Yeah. Because if he, he you I'll, know what I mean, if he goes back and has a huge year this year, 
assuming they play a season, well, yeah, then that sure. value is going to go back up. Yeah, and I'll give you a comparable. Again, not the same caliber of player, but I'll give you an extreme example just to show how quickly things can turn around. Like I said, Lamar Jackson was a backup. So remember, he was a backup. We could have all had him for pennies on the dollar. Now, if we, you know, my crystal ball had been full, my crystal ball worked partially because I, I thought enough to pick up some, to have some in my inventory and just sit back and let it happen. And when the time came, I was like, wait, I think I got some Lamar Jackson. And I was pleasantly surprised to see what I had on hand. Right. That's what you want to be. You don't want to be like, oh man, if this doesn't work out at all, I can't make a rent payment or a mortgage payment. No, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to buy low. A lot, a lot of these people, I think, are forgetting the buy low part. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the key, key part of that. Yeah, like the whole buy low, sell high only works if you buy low. Yeah. That, that's how you want to do it. You want to be like, oh, if I count up all my Lamar Jackson cards, I think I'm like 50 or 60 bucks into Lamar Jackson for the ones that I have, mm-hmm. which is not life-changing money. I'm sorry. Like, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. And if, if, it were, if it doesn't work out, well, then I'm out 50 or 60 bucks. You know, one less case of beer. That's about that's about all that happens here. But if it does work out, well, then the, you know, uh, to quote, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. Yeah. Did you ever hear that quote? No, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. he. Uh, I think he was at uh, UNC and he was doing like a motivational speech for like the school. And then he said, like, the ceiling is the roof or something like that. And then everyone was like, what? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Do you even know what you just said? Does that even make any sense to you? Oh, it's still kind of high up there, depending. The ceiling is the roof, Dave. <laughs> words, words from a great man. Yes. Words from a great man. But anyway, so let me give you the analogy that I give. So again, Lamar Jackson is an outlier. He's an exception. However, to show you how quickly things can turn around, you could have had, I gave you the extreme examples, but let me give you a simpler one. You could have had, uh, one of my favorite sets that I've gotten into the last little while is Select. Select baseball, select football. I just love the design of the cards. And I'll show Dave a couple of pictures and examples of cards so he can see for himself. But I love the design of these cards. So I think they're cool looking cards anyway. But... You've got the base card, and then you've got the what's called the silver version or the prism version or whatever. Yeah. But you've got that version of it. You could have bought a Lamar Jackson probably around that time when his rookie year came out. You probably could have bought the silver for like – maybe the base card would have been like two or three bucks, and the silver maybe like five or ten bucks. And that's like on the high side, maybe five, ten bucks. Right? Okay. I can tell you I was doing some research this week. Like I said, I've gotten back with, full, with both feet into paying a little closer attention because – after dropping the ball on LeBron thing, I felt bad. I was like, no, I got to fix this. This is wrong. I know better than this. I, I can do better. So I, so I decided to take it upon myself to refocus myself on paying attention and doing my research and my diligence. That card for Lamar these days in PSA 10 will run you like $850, $900 US. Okay. And you could have easily had it for like five to 10 bucks in 2018. Yeah. Just like there's no excuse. There's genuinely no excuse if you're a person who pays attention to the market. Because again, if you're buying it for five or 10 bucks, what's the worst that happens? You have a five or $10 card. Yeah. Or, you know, if it bottoms out for whatever reason, you know, you got a memory and it costs you five or 10 bucks. Like it's not a big deal. But if you're buying it now and you're paying 850, 900, you better hope that Super Bowl's coming. Yeah. Because now you're buying on the higher side. Now, could there be an even higher side? Of course. If he does win that Super Bowl, wins another couple of MVPs or something, becomes an all timer, well, then $850 is a bargain. But you know what's a bigger bargain? Five to 10 bucks. Yeah. So, like, just so we understand each other, the potential is there. Well, I was able to get the Baker Mayfield Silver Select, of the same type that I was talking about. Baker Mayfield already had his hype period. Like, if you remember, he was hyped coming out of his rookie year. Yeah, for sure. So he so he started off a lot higher than Lamar Jackson did, and he went pretty high for a little bit there because he actually set the rookie touchdown record, if you remember. No, I didn't remember that. But He set the rookie touchdown record. 
So it was one of those things where like uh, people were like shocked. Like he had a lot of touchdowns for a rookie. And then you think he's a Cleveland Brown rookie and all the Cle- folks in Cleveland were like losing their mind. <laughs> that's what they do though. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fair. But that means that he was pretty expensive, pretty high at one point. Well, I was able to get the silver. I bought it for about 30 bucks, which is not, you know, five to 10, but 30 bucks is not ridiculous where if he does have some success and can lead that team to say the playoffs, let's keep it modest. Let's say he gets that team to respectability and they get to the playoffs and he shows some potential growth. The 30 bucks could be a bargain. Absolutely. So I'd rather buy either. I buy really low, which was the Lamar Jackson example, or I buy a guy who was already hyped quote unquote disappointed, but it may or may not. He was coached by Hugh Jackson. So it may or may not have been his fault. We don't know for sure, but at the same time, but at the same time, his hype came down. Well, now that his hype come down, now it's a little more interesting to me. For sure. So it's like, we'll see. I'll monitor that. Basically, that's going to go into the box. It's going to go into the side, and I'm going to keep an eye on it. If it works out awesome, if it doesn't, I'm not so bothered. So sometimes you take a flyer. You take a risk. The other guy that I like right now, again, not investment advice, is Juan Soto. Yes, you were big on Juan Soto, man. But I was right because uh, I got one of his rookie cards for like $10 or $15, again, in that category. And the one that I have, which I got graded, PSA 10 as well. I've been sitting on it. That guy is now up in the $150, $160 range. Nice. Nice. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. And he's got a World Series. And uh, I like him as a hitter. So it's like the only, like I said, the only regret is that I didn't buy more. Well, I bought some more recently. Yeah. So it's like, I'm keeping an eye. I've got also got a little bit of Ronald Acuna. So I sprinkled that in there a little bit as well. So I'm looking at some guys. Like I'm keeping an eye on some guys. But Juan Soto I like because he's already shown me something. Like in the World Series, he was great. He was. He and, he he was a very key reason why they won the World Series. Correct. So he's already shown it in the big stage, and his regular season was good, and his regular season was an improvement on his rookie season, which was already pretty good. Yeah. I like the direction he's he's going. And by the way, he's 21 years old. Yeah, that's too right. Like that's that's solid. He's got at least one more World Series than Mike Trout. Just saying. <laughs> I just just throwing that out there. Oh, Carlos. I, I listen, Dave. I I would be remiss if I didn't mention that to people. No, this is true. This is a, an important thing to note. Yeah. So I'm having fun. Cards have always been fun for me. You know, I've always enjoyed them. But I'll be honest with you, it's kind of fun doing my research, doing my digging, and seeing like what I can find. Trying to trying to unearth some gems to see. It's a bet. You're guessing on whether you're right or wrong. But my my initial piece of advice that I mentioned to everybody really stands here. If you can buy low, those one soda. I'm not buying the most expensive one sodas. I'm not buying the most expensive Baker Mayfields. I'm I'm buying ones. Where it's like, if this works out, I'm laughing. If it doesn't work out, I shrug my shoulders and move on with my day. Oh, exactly. And it's like, this is not an issue. It's not going to impact me one way or the other. But if I win, I can win big. Yeah, you can. It's no LeBron James, but we got to do what we can, man. LeBron James' ship has sailed. The Giannis ship has sailed. The Anthony Davis ship has sailed. But the Lonzo Ball ship, Dave, also sailed. <laughs> uh, that was a good one that was good i had to do it all right so that's uh, that's related to that let's talk about project 2020 a little bit so you had a chance to look at a little bit of the archive our good friend fuji is back but he does seem to have a bit a piece that is a little on the simplistic side and i'm not going to say he's inspired by another one but i showed you an example that looked a little bit similar want to talk about it a little bit yeah so fuji's latest is don mattingly which i like now this is the first one of the two that we're going to talk about that i saw a little bit different from Fuji because Fuji's artwork, minus the fact that they don't have any faces in them, is usually very colorful. Whether it's his artwork, even his artwork that isn't ba- the the Project Twenty Twenty, his artwork is very colorful. I think that's a fair description of his artwork. This, by the way, when is the sixteen by twenty Fuji poster going to be in your office? I was waiting on that. 
I don't know. That's a good question. I've got to get to ordering, man. Come on, let's go. So this is Don Mattingly, and you know you've got Don Mattingly, the player, in a you know a, a ready position, as well as his faceless face facing you, and the word Yankees vertically, and then Don Mattingly outfielder first base. And for me, it's very simplistic because there's only you know two shades basically. It's it's uh, it's white and black or. I guess depending on the resolution of your monitor, it could be sort of a, a, a bluish color as well. It's a, I think it's a dark blue. I think it actually is a dark blue. Um, I yeah, will say I, also that it, yeah. I will okay, say so also maybe it's three. It's there's a, a little bit of dark. Yeah, so maybe three tones: dark blue, and then his hair looks black on here. But either way, sure. very simplistic. It's a drawing, not a sketch, but it's it's very simplistic, which is fine. And I I yeah. kind of like the simplicity of this, right? I actually think real quick. Hold on. I actually think that it looks like a line drawing. That was like a phase in his process, but it looks like he didn't fill it in with the color. That's fair. I think that's a very, very potentially apt description of this. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me because it looks like, oh, well, this is like phase two of what the final product will be. But then you just stopped and submitted that. Yeah, because the, the background, the background is there's what's probably grass, which is, you know, just some dots on, on the bottom and then really a few lo- uh, lines going horizontally across the, the card. But there isn't. You know, there's no fans. There's no real field to per se or part of the stadium. So it's very simplistic. And I think, yeah, that description of it being sort of a work in progress where he kind of stopped is an apt description of that. But as you're going to tell us, this looks very similar to an earlier card that was released. Yeah, so it very much matches up with Gregory Siff. Gregory Siff had a card. Now, Now, the Gregory Siff card matches his style. So if you look at the Fuji, and I, I'll try to see if I can remember to put in the link to that one for the uh, the show notes. I don't always put the links to these anymore in the show notes because usually I'll be like, oh, okay, just look them up in the archive. But I'll try to put these two beside each other just because the, the comparison is easy to do if you see them one after the other. It's like a reverse negative of the Fuji. So where the Fuji is like a line drawing, the SIF is almost like the, uh, like the paint is on there, but the, dra- the line is removing paint. It's almost like the opposite. Yeah. And it and the lines run on the yes. on the Sif one as well, because that's the style that Sif is kind of known for in terms of his, his stuff is really rough and it looks like he basically threw paint on it and like he drew on it and basically removed paint. Like his style is as opposed to painting, it's like there's the paint and now I'm going to remove the paint. Yeah, keep in mind uh, for this one too though, which is also interesting. You know, you almost wonder did they get together to talk about this in the Fuji one? The vertical wording says Yankees. In the SIF one, it says New York. Yeah, because uh, now, very important thing. Do you have, uh, can you open up a tab there, Dave? Yep. Uh, I want you to type this in, and I want you to look at it and just kind of get your thoughts on this. All right. So type in 1984 tops Don Mattingly. 1984 tops Don Mattingly. And look at the picture. Okay. So it says so Yankees. The original. Yeah, that's the original. That's his actual rookie card from 1984 tops. Yeah, okay. So that's how you arrive at kind of that. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't know if they did converse or not, but I will say it is interesting, the contrast, and the switch between one and the other, because um, you can do uh, Blake Jameson did his interpretation of it, and in his, he reversed, like you see how like there's a small picture and then the action shot? Yeah. Uh, on Blake Jameson's, he reversed it so the head shot was the big one and the action shot was a small one. Yeah, which is kind of a, you know, potentially neat idea. Yeah, so they all took like their own version of it, but it is fairly consistent with the original card. Yes. Because that agreed. is the original card. Absolutely. In both cases. Yes. So it's just interesting. Like, obviously, our good friend Fuji is uh, one of our, he's a favorite of the podcast, and he's kind of done his own thing. I will say from the new ones that we're talking about here on Saturday evening, 
the Bob Gibson's interesting because uh, that's from our good friend Don C. And he decided to go with the basketball leather version of it, an homage. I do like that one as well. Yeah, that's his homage to Bob Gibson being a basketball player in his earlier days. So it is an apt reference. That is the thing. And I will say out of the most recent archive ones, there the Frank Thomas from Tyson Beck is pretty sweet. I like that card. Uh, it's busy. You know, if you don't like busy, then it's not that great for you. Our good friend Old Man Allen went back to his old tricks, uh, doing a 1982 tops with a with a headshot. With, sorry, with a action shot from Cal Ripken from the rookie year with a facsimile signature. But the most controversial piece, and this is the one I want to talk about before we head off into the main topics. I want to talk about 1954 Topps Ted Williams card number 158 from Andrew Thiel. All right, so here's the thing, and I, I don't know if if I was supposed to come to any of these conclusions when you sent this to me that earlier this week. Here's the thing. So on the the I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my first thought for a little bit because there's some other things here, but I think my first thought is kind of important. It's you know basically a bust of Ted Williams uh, with some little artwork here and there, some on the bust, some around the bust, there's planes. So basically you have um, an homage, I'm assuming to his service in World War II, where where he stopped playing baseball for while he was while he was fighting in the war and then obviously came back to baseball. So you've got that. You've got some Fenway Park stuff on it as well, which I like. So I, I, I conceptually, I like this. But but there's two things that would say, and these are the two reasons why I would not buy this card. Number one, it still gives me because you brought it into my head last week. Mm-hmm. I makes me because it's only his head. It makes me think of his like frozen head. You right? mean his severed frozen head? Yes, that is what I mean. And the second thing is, it, it looks like the face is just off. Like it reminds me of that bust of Cristiano Ronaldo at the airport. If you've seen that, I don't know if you ever come across that in your. Well, you know, you know, often I comment with you on busts of Cristiano Ronaldo in different locations. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I did. I didn't want to let people in on it, Dave. No, but I'm just I'm just saying. So there was this Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, and there was a, a airport named after him in Portugal. And so part of it, there was a statue of him that had a bust and it literally looks it looks nothing, nothing like him. Like it's just so weird and i'm going to send you the link right now carlos all right i'll check it out now one other thing i want to know while you're doing that is um i don't know if you, you might have to zoom in on it a little bit but you know i don't know if you noticed but he's fishing inside of his own head he's fishing inside of his own head no i did not notice that at the top the right of, is that the right yeah, it's right at the top that's right yeah I, I'm assuming he was an avid fisherman. Yes. No, maybe he, he, he is an avid. He was an avid fisherman. That is accurate. But I will say that <laughs> um, it is kind of surreal that he's fishing inside his own head, Dave. Yes, that is true. I mean, there's a lot going on with this. Yeah. There's yeah. That. And he does have the fighter pilot motif and all that going on, of course. And he's got Fenway Park is literally circling his bust. So like it is kind of cool. They incorporate Fenway Park. It is kind of interesting they incorporated, like, you know, uh, I guess Ted Williams fighting uh, fighting in the war with the fighter planes. So you've got that. But yeah, um, I actually like a lot of Andy Thiel's stuff. And I got to be honest with this. This one didn't work for me. It's yeah. just... Like I said, conceptually, I, I like the idea, but it's there's just too much going on here. Plus the things that it brings to mind for me, which is why I would not ever want... Now, obviously, I can't now because it's sold out. It's done. It's in the archive. But I would not be buying this one. Yeah, that's fair. I will say, though, it's the irony of this is that Andrew Thiel's art is generally busy. 
And I actually think this is the least busy of his other works, if you take Andrew Thiel's collection so far. But even then, it's like, I'll, I'll take it a different direction. I think it's just ugly. Like, Fair I just enough. Don't think it, I just don't think it's a good-looking card. Like, uh, even if the frozen head thing or the fishing inside his own head thing, or if it wasn't, even if it wasn't surreal and bizarre, um, I just don't think it's a good-looking card. Yeah, no, fair. And I think that's a miss for Andrew Thiel. But at the end of the day, they're not all going to be hits. And the print runs have started to drop off on the whole because that one was about 4,400. There was one that was just over – the Fuji was just over 4,300. So it's not like um, these print runs are gigantic anymore. They started to drop down a fair bit, I would say. Uh, we've had a couple in the 4,000s and a couple uh, even into the uh, 30s, 38, 3,700. So really – it's um, there's definitely been a pushback from a lot of folks in terms of uh, bringing these down. Now it's going to be interesting to see if that's going to be reflected in the prices, because I think the cat's been let out of the bag a little bit on it. So if people haven't been already been turned off, I don't know if this will necessarily bring them back, unless the price just suddenly skyrockets again. And I suppose that might be a bad thing, you know, if um, for the future prospect, because we're not even halfway there, Dave. Yeah. Four hundred cards. Like we're not even at two hundred yet. So we'll see. So I did look at your Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, no, I think that's a striking image. I don't know what the guy looks like. I think that's that couldn't look anything more like him, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. You're blind. <laughs> no. That's obviously Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, yeah. I could see that from miles away. Look at, I mean, you can see other things side by side. That's totally not him. And, but anyway, it's, uh, it's just, yeah. I, I just like the fact that one of his eyes is like higher than the other one. And like, one is like a lazy eye that's actually looking away. Yeah, it's like if you actually look at it, like the eye looks like one eye is actually like a lazy eye. <laughs> yeah, not that. At, at, at that point, you at that point, if you're the artist, you need like a friend or family over that will come over and like basically do my role. Where it's like, hey, Carlos, what do you think about this? Ah, yes, hideous. Yeah, exactly. It's it's horrible. Like, dear God, man, what are you doing? This man has a family, but he's still alive. If he was dead, you could do this and get away with it. And only his family would hate you and curse you. Yeah. But he's still alive. Just imagine what he was thinking when he was present for the unveiling of that statue, of that bust. He was probably trying to find a mirror and figuring out if he had a lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. Has no one told me? Yeah. So now you know. The I think the takeaway from this is that Cristiano Ronaldo has a lazy eye. Did you know? Yeah. The best is if you, I mean, we're not going to post it, you could, whatever, but if you want to search, you can find the picture that someone's like taken what he would look actually look like if the bust was actually what he looked like, you know? That's amazing. <laughs> Conceptually, I love that. That's amazing. So, With the lazy eye and all? Yeah. Dude, love it. Put that shit in Project 2020. So. Deal. Insert that into one of your images. I don't care if it makes any sense. I just sent it your way just for... Hold on, I gotta look at this. All right. Time for memes. Skip this ad. Skip this ad. No, I do not want to subscribe to your newsletter. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did it, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's just. Ah, uh, one second. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's. See, I'd watch soccer. <laughs> like, how can you not root for Lazy Eye Broken Face Ronaldo? <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, more serious topics. Yeah, let's move into less offensive topics. Or that too. <laughs> I regret nothing. I enjoyed it. You're incorrigible, Carlos. But you also enjoyed it. Don't let him. So anyway, uh, let's move on to... That's a yes. Do you want to talk about Eskimos or do you want to talk about 
MLB or just general stupidity? No, let's do Eskimos name change. All right. Hit me with Eskimos name change, Dave. So here's the thing which I found interesting. I, I read a, an editorial about this in the Toronto Star, which I thought was really interesting, which was basically the idea that the, Esk- oh, sorry, the Eskimos organization had said, we're not changing the name, even though we may acknowledge that it's offensive and we're going to redouble or double our efforts to engage with the Inuit community. All right, whatever. Uh, you know, now at any point, question uh, at any point during this report, did they mention what the new name is going to be? No, because here's what's ha- what the thing is. So basically that they said that after Bel Air direct came out and said, we're not going to continue to sponsor you unless we see some concrete action. So I guess that was their way of saying, Hey, there's concrete action. Uh, they have not officially said that like it has not come from the team and they have not done the official announcement that they're going to change the name. But basically everyone, everyone who is a CFL insider, if you will, has said they're changing the name. Is it bad that I think it would be one of the greatest troll moves of all time if Washington and Edmonton basically just swapped team nicknames? Oh, gosh. That would be like that would be the greatest troll move of all time. I would laugh so hard. It would be inappropriate, but I would laugh so hard hard no they're not gonna do that and of course there's the the predictable editorials coming from the edmonton sun about how they will they'll always be the edmonton eskimos and it's like okay whatever buddy like you know what i mean like you said to change the name don't change it. i mean i'm fine with them changing the name i think it's probably the way the world's going the right thing to do uh and just you know in case you're like well where's it all sort of legitimate news organizations that are covering the team are reporting that they're changing the name, but the team has not come out and said, Hey, we're changing the name. And this is what we're changing it to. I personally like Oak's suggestion. I feel the Edmonton green golds is a solid name. What? Okay. Well, listen, I would rather just call them the Edmonton CFLers. I because the green golds. What is, what is with the two color nickname? Or how about they just call them the Edmonton rough riders? Because why not? Except for the fact, I think Saskatchewan still owns a trademark. Yeah, they own the single word Rough Rider trademark, but they don't own the Rough Space Riders, which is what Ottawa used to be called. Now, that is owned by the Gliebermans. I was about to say, yeah. Because so that's I don't know one. how they would get it, but... Wait, speaking of troll moves, wouldn't it be great if the Gliebermans sold that to Edmonton? <laughs> <laughs> they won't give it to Ottawa, but they'll give it to Edmonton. That, that would be yes. actually pretty funny. Oh, yes. If nothing else, how angry that would make Ogs, that would be hilarious. It's like off in the distance, you see Steve. He's like... Was that a volcanic eruption? No, that was Ogilvy. That's <laughs> rising from St. Catharines. You can see it from here. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm sure they'll find some kind of Alberta-esque thing. Like, honestly, the best name, in my opinion, for Edmonton to be, since they're changing their name, is to find something that is somewhat Alberta, but also trolls the Calgary Stampeders. If they can do that, I think they have a successful name and people will buy into it, especially so if it trolls the Stampeders. Or just troll so Calgary in general. Well, yeah, you could do that. Well, well, the thing is, trolling Calgary would be fun. But I, I feel like I feel like at that point, you know, I think it's clear that Edmonton has demonstrated they do not have the capacity to name it. I feel they should leave the naming rights to me, and I would happily take care of it. I would call it the Edmonton overrated oil industry. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we as the rest of the country should just troll Edmonton and indirectly Calgary. They just don't realize that we're hitting them too. Uh, fair. I could go with that. Yeah. It's like either way, either way, it's a moot point. Just, just fold the league. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, stop. It's like it'll be a faster way of resolving the problem. I think to fix the Edmonton problem, we just need to fold the league. Well, Problem's I mean, off. fair enough. They would solve the problem. It would solve the problem, Dave. I'm a problem solver. I have solved the problem. What's the issue? All right. 
Moving we can on. move on to our new national pastime, curling. Can I can I tell you something about the NBA bubble, Carlos? I thought you were going to tell me about the Briar. It was going to be great. No, I don't. I got nothing on the Briar other than curling right. is a lot of fun to actually play. But so here's the thing with the NBA bubble. I I, I don't know if you've heard any of this, but I, I love I know how much you love the NBA drama. So I the will, NBA drama, yes. I will NBA go, drama, I will, yes. Go, <laughs> I will go into a couple of things that are just so NBA for you. Just kind of rambling off here. Uh, so Victor Oladipo, I don't know if you know him. Or Ed know who he is. I am familiar with him. Okay, so I've he plays he plays for the Indiana Pacers. And he had yep. said before this thing, I'm not playing, I'm injured, it's not gonna happen. Okay. Okay. But mm-hmm. because he was injured and unable to play, he would still be eligible to get paid his the rest of his salary. Okay. All right. So but he's gone to the bubble to train with the team, right? Seems unnecessary, but okay. And and in there, you know, his teammates and, and including his general manager has said, This is the best shape I've ever seen him in. So now it's looking like he may actually have to play to get the money because his this whole going to the bubble has backfired on him. So if he just stayed away from the bubble, he probably could have said, "I'm oh I'm hurt," and maybe he would have been, maybe he wouldn't be, I don't know, but would not would have been fine, would have been paid. But now because he went to the bubble and actually looks like he's super fit, will probably either have to play to earn the money or not get the money. Now, if you're in the bubble, I don't, and you're, you know, seemingly healthy, I don't know why you wouldn't play because you're already there. But as we say, that's so NBA. The second thing is, which I find quite entertaining, is Jimmy Butler has been very uh, of the heat. Has wait, been... stop, stop! Before we get to Jimmy Butler, hold on. Okay. Because I see a perfect segue from last week's discussion topic on the NBA into the Victor Oladipo story. Okay. Or maybe he wasn't so much injured as wimpy. <laughs> It's like, uh, you are not hurt. You're just lazy. You don't want to work. And now you have to work. Yeah, But, you know, by going to the bubble, you've actually caused more problems for yourself. Surprise, but surprise. Then, in, in fairness, though, like, isn't that like the most, isn't it like beautiful poetic justice? Like, there's no reason for you to, there's literally no reason for you to go. You had a legitimate excuse to stay away and get paid to stay away. Yep. Like, maybe his injury wasn't anything related to the injury maybe his injury was a head contusion that caused him to be stupid jesus so here's your other, your, your other nba tidbit for you which i find quite Does it involve a head injury that causes you to be stupid no well maybe i don't know but here's the thing so jimmy butler of the heat is apparently very into showing people that he's a hard worker and he works out all the time i got that sense from game of zones so here you go so apparently, and you know how there's, they have the schnitz, the snitch hotline as well, right? I was about to say schnitzel. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, they might have schnitzel. But you know about the hotline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, so apparently the hotline was called because at 4 a.m. or roughly around there, there was a okay. loud banging coming from Jimmy Butler's room, which is... Was it Victor Oladipo banging his head against the floor? <laughs> no. Well, apparently it was Jimmy Butler working out. Oh, really? Okay. But but the but the the conspiracy theory about this one is that Jimmy Butler called the hotline on himself just to be like, hey guys, I'm really working hard. This is some Tom Dundon 4D chess shit right now. <laughs> There's a callback for you. Like, I don't know if that actually happened. Maybe he was just working out. Probably what was happening, he was just working out and somebody called the thing, which is fine, whatever. But I really hope he actually called the line on himself and be like, oh guys, uh, Jimmy Butler, something's going on in Jimmy Butler's room. Oh yeah, guys, I'm just working out really hard. Yeah. Like, who knows if he was? He just dropped some weights on the floor, sprayed some water on himself, and answered the door, been like, uh, what? I'm really sweaty because I'm working out. I would enjoy it even more if there was, like, footage of him working out. But, you know, to to 
play the role, but he's like grunting, like he's really exerting himself, but it's like a five pound weight. <laughs> and it just drops like the weight. Because here's the thing. It wouldn't take a lot of weight to cause noise if you, if you dropped on the floor. No, absolutely it's not. not. Like you need, it's not like you need hundreds of pounds. No, no, no. You, I promise you, if you take like a 10 pound plate, like if any of you have these plates at home, don't wreck your floor. I'm just warning you, don't do that. But in theory, if you were to drop like a 10 pound plate on like a floor and and you're not like in your basement, it would be loud. It'd be loud as hell. Yeah. I guarantee you. No, absolutely. It wouldn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. It just has to hit a spot and it'll it'll echo, especially in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, sounds carry, man. Sounds carry. Like in the middle of the night, you've got the snitch line with Jimmy Butler lifting his five pound weight and then dropping them on the floor. And off in the distance, you can hear weeping of Victor Oladipo realizing his plan just backfired. Yeah. Like off in the distance, you can hear the weeping. So who's calling the snitch line on Oladipo weeping? That's just sad. Who knows? I, here's the other the, thing. The Oladipo, the Oladipo one, by the way, is I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do it next episode. But at some point, this Oladipo thing's coming back. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. I'm warning you all. He is now my new whipping boy. How stupid do you have to be? That's it. Oladipo, you have taken Trout's place. Done. Nice. Um, and the other thing, I, this is the other question I have. So this is not really the story. The story that Zion has left the bubble is not really the story. So he might not be yeah. back in time. Okay, but here's the thing. Because he's left for some emergency family reason. So honestly, right? Obviously, that's good. That Well, not good. but That's fine. That's fine. fine. And I, I hope that, you know, that situation resolves itself in a positive way. Yeah, it's allowed, man. It's allowed. Yeah. By all means. So in order to, to re-enter the bubble, though, he has yeah. to have one negative test a day as long as he's gone. And mm-hmm. then he comes back and is subject to a four-day quarantine where he still has to test negative And he tests negative for all these four days. He's back in the bubble. Because there's like the bubble before the bubble now, apparently. I didn't realize that was going on, but that that there is that. But here's but my yeah, thing. If the NBA, if the NBA can get into we have this under control, we have all these systems and whatnot, why is it that professional athletes in our society can get this shit when the people who really 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 need it, right? And and the systems that really 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 need it, like maybe I, I don't want to get into thing, but like education and them going, people going back to work, and what that's going to look like, and all that right. kind of stuff. Why? Why is it that professional athletes always get it, and the mm-hmm. people who need it the most don't? That just pisses ah, me off. Great, fair, fair question, Dave. Fair question, Dave. And fortunately, I can provide you the answer to these questions because no one cares about real people; they only care about professional athletes. Correct. But also, you're worthless peons, and you suck, and no one cares about you. I just wanted to like emphasize your worthless PR. All right, cool. The reality is it's money. It really comes down to money. They they have access to it and the average person doesn't. Well, that's and if they're Yeah, that like the, the honest answer is that. That that's literally the the answer is that um, they're really desperately trying to get professional sports back on there. If the federal government has to personally take tests out of a hotspot and drop them into the NBA bubble, they will do that by helicopter. Unf- it will it's, happen. It's yeah, it's so true. It will happen. Like that's what like in addition to being worthless peons, like you're all stupid peons because like this is obvious. This was going to happen. It's a guarantee. The NBA can say whatever it wants. The NBA doesn't have to ask for it. They're not going to ask for it because they know better. But at the same time, it'll be given. If they need it, it'll they'll get it. Well, at least I'm glad that I was able to provide you with the Victor Oladipo story, Carlos. Listen, it's an important thing. And uh and at least now you know definitively, once and for all, in case you were on the fence, that you're all worthless peons. All right. So let's move into some baseball talk, Carlos, because we love some MLB. Speaking of worthless peons, continue. <laughs> so uh, 
here's the thing. I want to talk about the Puig story first because I found this interesting. <laughs> Speaking of words, I knew. I see. I I, I I I laid it out there for you. I I put it on a platter for you, Carlos. I was like, no, no, Here. You, no, Dave, no, Dave. You put it on a tee. Well, that's true. Come on. So we got to stay thematic here. Come all on. right. So here's what here's what happened. So it has been uh, his last team. Who did he play for? Like, oh, the the Cleveland. So he went from yeah, the Reds. Yeah. He got traded from the Dodgers to the Reds mm-hmm. last year, and then midseason yep. he got traded from the Reds to the Indians. Correct. So, and then he was a free or I, I guess he's a free agent at the end of the season. No one has signed him, right? Yep. Through spring training, you know, pre-COVID, nobody signed him. So where is he yep. going to go? Well, it comes out this week, early in the week, that he's going to sign with the Braves. Yes. Now, apparently, I did not know this until recently. Apparently, the signing with the Braves was conditional. It was never a hundred percent like set in stone that he was going to go with the Braves. There were a bunch of conditions and they were, they still weren't saying, you know, this is exactly hundred percent going to happen. But one of the conditions was that he would test negative for COVID-19. Sure. That seems like a reasonable right? condition. And he tested like- positive for COVID-19 and the Braves said, see you later. We're not signing you. And now Puig is still teamless. Although apparently he's asymptomatic, which is good for him. Wait, does this mean we are this close to the potential that Puig could be? In an epic part seven, teamless in Seattle. Yes. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Why? Dave, Why have we not right thought now. of that before, Carlos? I am in rare form right now, Dave. Do not question it. I am in rare form. I like it. I am on board with that 100%. We are this close to seamless in Seattle. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Freak out, everybody. Now, the other issue that uh, Major League Baseball is finding itself in is there's currently three teams, which m- now I guess I should preface this before I say this. The baseball season is going to start in about a week, if not. Yep. Uh, right. It's, I think the 20, no, the 23rd is the first day for games. Hold on. Hold on. I think I thought it was the 25th. Let, let me double check that. You keep talking. I will double check. All this. right. But either way, right. Monday is the 20. So it's it's next weekend. Opening night, July 23rd. OK, that's right. All right. So actually, we're, we're less than a week. Yeah. We're so, we're, so we're less than a week away from the opening of the season. Uh, the Blue Jays home opener is because that's the team I'm going to one of the teams I'm going to talk about is the 26th. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are very close to this happening. And it has now officially been said that the Blue Jays are not allowed to play in Toronto. Uh, apparently yeah. what had happened is the uh, the city of Toronto said, hey, you're welcome to play here. We'll give you the exemption for teams coming in. The provincial government said, hey, we're fine with that too. You athletes can have the exemption. But thankfully, Carlos, somebody said no to pro athletes and owners and the Canadian government has said no because the quarantine act says if you're coming into the country now you have to quarantine for 14 days right before Wait, you can so real quick as a call back to the beginning of this very episode speaking of a long national nightmare being over somebody finally got some goddamn sense and said no yes agreed like oh my there god you go. we gave you a second bonus national nightmare being over well third Wait. no the the first we got one plus a bonus Rebo- plus an additional Re- bonus so we get two bonuses? Yes. Sweet. I haven't been this excited since now looking forward to all games with Cristiano Ronaldo and his broken face. <laughs> That's so, not, he's literally Van Gogh in real life, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the federal government has said they're not going to give the exemption. So the Blue Jays cannot play in Toronto. So now it's five days before the opening of the season. Where are you going to play? Uh, the most likely thing is, well, first of all, everyone's saying, oh, they'll go play in Dunedin. Now, nobody in their right mind right now wants to go anywhere near Florida. Dave, it's okay. I heard a rumor 
that they're going to play at the WWE Performance Center. I heard that's a secure facility oh, that is testing regularly, that uh, nothing bad could possibly happen, and there are totally no outbreaks. It's okay, Carlos, because it looks more, it's looking more and more likely, and they have been talking about it with the, team, the facility, that they're going to play in Buffalo. Wow. So Coca-Cola Field, basically? Yeah, it's called something else now, I think. But oh, yeah. is it? Did they change it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest, given that they've got no fans, like the, the stadium's nice. Yeah. But also, it's like, who cares? I mean, you're playing baseball. You don't have any fans. I mean, it's going to, you know, yes, the the Blue Jays are going to basically be living at a hotel. Uh, but they were living at a hotel in Toronto because they were in the uh, Skydome Hotel. Dave, are you saying, <clears throat> I'm getting really excited right now. Are you trying to tell me that there is an outside, and I mean outside, remote possibility that the Toronto Blue Jays could be playing games in Buffalo and staying in the most secure facility I can think of in that area, sunny, scenic Tonawanda. It is It is possible, Carlos. It is possible. Oh, my God. Listen, Dave, if they go to the Econolodge, no one will go near there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I hear it's available and open. Ogs. I don't know if you can hear me, but Econolodge Tonawanda, it rises again. So, yeah. So that is, it is quite the possibility. That is the most inside of all inside jokes. Yeah, but it's still funny. It's still funny. Go on. So the other two teams that may be in a, a similar situation are the Washington Nationals and potentially the Los Angeles Dodgers. We uh, don't have that much room in Econolodge, Dave. <laughs> well, good, they're, don't worry. They don't have to play in Buffalo. Uh, okay. Because base, So DC, for example has the rule that they have a 14-day quarantine period, but only if you've been exposed to COVID-19. Now, granted, I don't like know... Most, like most of the planet. So I don't really know what that means. Uh, you know, I mean, does that mean, hey, if you've had to play a game against the Tampa Bay Rays, or sorry, I guess, sorry, the Miami Marlins since it's the National League, does that... And they're a divisional rival, so they will. Uh, mm-hmm. Does that mean that that mean, because they're traveling to Florida means they've been exposed? I don't know. Uh, so basically... What they're looking at doing now is potentially playing in Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is their high A affiliate. But the cool part here is they're actually it's a brand new ballpark that was scheduled to open this year, but obviously didn't because they canceled minor league season. Uh, But it may open with a major league team and no fans. Uh, Their other alternative is West Palm Beach. And people, why are you making Florida an alternative? Don't go to Florida. Anybody's listening. If you have half a brain. Don't go to Florida. It's a bad idea. Babe, again, WWE Performance Center. Like I said, I don't see what could possibly go wrong. The track record is unimpeachable. I, I don't know about unimpeachable, Carlos. I feel that's a stretch. If by unimpeachable means we can't impeach it no matter how hard we try. <laughs> oh, anyway, more U.S. jokes. And the uh, the Dodgers are potentially in that situation too uh, with quarantine rules in the state of California and the city of L.A. Although I don't know why they didn't mention the Angels because they're in the same state. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But, They're expendable. No, nobody's good on that team. That's true. Them. That's true. But either way, any way you look at it, uh, my guess is the Dodgers get a an exemption. I I would bet on that. However, I'm I would not necessarily bet on Washington getting the exemption, especially since they could just play in 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 Virginia, which is not that far. Okay, quick, quick, quick thing. So my my jokes aside, I really have been in rare form in this episode. Jesus, like I'm I'm really on it today. This is what happens when I'm like at ninety five percent humidity. I'm punchy, but um. Question. If we're talking California, and they've got, obviously got their own issues as well, and I'm, the place I'm going to suggest has its own issues. However, if you want to create like a secondary bubble, because Major League Baseball isn't housing all its teams in one place. They're still in various places. Well, they're right? they're all going to be in, uh, theoretically, other than for sure the Blue Jays, and we'll see if some a couple other teams. 
will be in their home city. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. So if you're going to be stuck like that, and that's a problem, right? Yes. Couldn't you try to see if you can make an arrangement where you could put the California teams in a more remote part of Vegas? Because they've got, because they used to have the, um, uh, I think it was the 51s. They used to have that, yep. um, like they had Cashman Field. I don't know if it's been renamed or whatever. They had Cashman Field for sure. And like they had the Area 51s or whatever they were called, something like that. Yeah, Las and Vegas 51s. Had, yeah, so you could do like that stadium and then maybe have, and then maybe, you know, build yourself makeshift facilities around it. Or if you've got hotels around, they're not being used for anything. This is true. Uh, Cashman Field, it is still Cashman Field. So you could potentially use Cashman Field as like your home base for some of the California teams and uh, create like your own mini bubble in Arizona, sorry, in uh, Nevada, which is a desert, but they had their own issues. But at the same time, if you do it as like its own mini bubble, you do have access to hotels and accommodations and things there. And traffic wise, if you've got them all in the same area, it's a hell of a lot easier to control that mini area. This is true. So Hmm. I would say that's a possibility. That I would have considered if I was Major League Baseball, or heaven forbid, if I had a brain. Interesting. How about that? I am potentially on board with that. I think you have to really get creative. Like if you're gonna, if you've got some teams that genuinely can't work in their home places because they shouldn't, why don't you get creative? Because Nevada is not super far from California. That is true. So I, I'm thinking of bordering states. Like I, I didn't just randomly pick a place. I'm thinking like Nevada is not far from California. So it's not like I'm completely reinventing the wheel here. I'm, I'm putting you in a place that's still close enough that you could get there by bus, theoretically. And you could try to set something up there. And if the various California teams can be there, they're all in proximity, then you can run your games that way. Yeah. And you stay out of California, that that would create you some issues. And you could try that. Yeah. Who knows? If all else fails, you can always go with plan D. Which is? Island! <laughs> it comes full circle. I'm hitting all the memes today. You are, man. You are. Like, I'm... I'm truly killing it. Like, I'm impressed, I, Carlos. I, you know, Jesus, man. I even got five dollars in there. Man. But, I mean, which is arguably the most important of them all. All right. What else you got, Dave? Please continue. Uh, that's all I got, man. So, you know what I mean? MLB doing his thing. We'll see what happens. But it's... I mean, I granted, I know we're in unusual circumstances, and I'm still not even really sure that I believe that the team should be playing at all. But, you know, you're five days away from opening day, and you have questions about at least three of your teams, whether they're where they're going to be playing. It's like, okay, guys, you know, like maybe you should have a better handle on this or maybe you should just never, you know, decided to play at all. No, that's fair. I think um, the reality is this, like the five days kind of caught me by surprise. That's why I honestly thought it was the 25th. In my brain, it was a week. It was a week today. But no, it turns out, I think, I think the 23rd is a Friday. And because I believe I could be wrong. But I, be- is a Thursday. but I believe that that announcement that Canada was not letting the Jays play in, in the in the Dome in Toronto came out, to, like, was released today. Well, because everybody takes their damn sweet time. Major League Baseball should have had a plan, knowing full well that it was not going to play more than about 60 games. Major League Baseball should have been like, we're not going to play more than 60 games, no matter what. So what's the plan? Yeah. Where are we going to play? They should have already had that answer. They shouldn't be making it up now as they go along. Oh, it's literally someone forgetting to do their homework and handing it in five days late and still scrambling. Like, you're already late. You're already late for your homework. Yeah. Hand in something. Literally hand in something, and then we can put in corrections or whatever, but you're not even there. You haven't even handed in the work. That's how far behind you are. Yeah, it's just... Here's the thing, Dave. I spent most of this podcast talking about sports cards. Do you know why? Why, Carl? Realistically, seriously, do you know why? Because you care about sports cards, and it's you. you care about what's going on in that market more than you do about what's going on 
in actual sports. Yes, but also, in fairness, I always did care more about it. But I love baseball. You know this. I do. And the, real- and the reality is baseball has been a pain in the ass. And I will go, and once a day I go and check, and I look at Major League Baseball's website, and I go look at like TSN.ca, ESPN, and I go check, and it's like, you guys haven't done anything. And even as they said, they finally had a start date. They had an opening day, quote unquote. And I'm like, I don't think you guys are ready. I don't think you actually have a plan. You know why? Because you've announced nothing. You don't even know what you're doing. And you're like making shit up as you go along. So why am I supposed to care? Why would I invest my energy into paying attention? I will watch the games when they're on my TV. I'm ready. I've got my office in my 95% humidity. I'm ready. I've got my extra screen. I've got all my shit ready to go, Dave. I've got beer in the fridge that doesn't work properly. I've got all that. But the thing is, there's no reason for me to do anything or make any motions towards even worrying about what Major League Baseball is doing if they don't have their shit in order. Yeah. And we're five days away. And I still don't know what they have in order. They still don't know what is going on. Like, I'm, let's stop the jokes for five seconds here. They don't know what's going on. And if they don't know what's going on, they can't tell me, the fan, what's going on. And in fairness, sports cards are more fun, Dave. In the whole explanation of it, do I not sound like I'm enjoying myself with this right now? Of course you are. I'm having the time of my life. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. It's my hobby. I am on my Instagram posting pictures of new acquisitions. I am doing market research. I am making money. Like, I am just enjoying myself. This is fun for me. Major League Baseball can be fun sometimes, but they don't even know what the hell they're doing. And in five seconds, by the way, I came up with a better plan for the California teams than they came up with. It took me five seconds. I was doing this off the top of my head. I don't even know if it was still Cashman Field. You, you looked it up and it still is. Yep. But I know a Cashman Field exists. Do you know why I know Cashman Field exists? Because you pay attention to these things? Yes, but it's also the old home run derby place. And it was from MLB The Show 07. And they, uh, for a time, were they not the Jays AAA affiliate? I think that's right. But that was a long time ago. That was way before 07. That was, that was 13 years ago. Wow. And I still remember that shit because I'm Carlos. That's what I do. But the point is, I was able to whip something together. These idiots should just hire me. I'll be like, why don't you just put them in Vegas? Do you remember the Guinness guys? Brilliant. Yeah. So from 2009 to 2012, they were the Las Great. Vegas 51s with the AAA team. Fine. But that was a four-year period eight years ago. Yep. And I still remember shit like that. Yep. And it's like, it took me that long to come up with like, why don't you just use this? You got a field there. It's Vegas. They have facilities. You set the players up in the facilities, the hotels. You create your own NBA bubble-ish. You don't have the mouse, but you just set it up. Like right now, most of those hotels can't house people. Yes, yeah, true. So use them. So use them. Be like, can we rent your hotel? Yes, you can. Done. I've solved at least part of the problem because for the California teams, because there's a lot of California teams. You got the two Bay Area teams. You got uh, San Francisco. You got Oakland. San Diego. You got San Diego. LA you got, uh, and the Dodgers. Anaheim. Yeah, so you got four teams. Five. So you got sorry. San Francisco, Oakland, LA, yeah, LA, and San Diego. I got that. That's four. And Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. What? They didn't fold that team? They didn't move them to Edmonton? <laughs> That's their new name. <laughs> just Why don't you just move them to Edmonton and see what Trout does? And they're taking Mike Trout with them. Yeah, no, just take them. Sure. Yeah, go for it. They're now the Edmonton Trouts. They're playing the new random three-down football league. It's like, I'm a baseball player. Whatever, man. Just do whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it matters. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Wasn't he supposed to not play anyway? Didn't he have a pregnant wife? Isn't this supposed to be a thing? That that was a thing. Yeah, until he realized he didn't care about his wife. Moving on. So I think you're putting words in his mouth there. <laughs> 
I am putting words in his mouth from his actions, Dave. Yeah. From what I understand, jokes aside, from what I understand, the whole idea was that, you know, he felt more secure after he saw, like, what MLB was doing. I was like, what is MLB doing? Can you explain it to me again? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But I, the problem is... Every time you ask that question, the answer is going to be different. Which is why, <laughs> which is why, look, man, as much as I enjoy making fun, like, I- I'm sorry, I got a strong argument that you just don't care about your wife. I got it. I understand. It's okay. Whatever works for you, man. Oh, man. It's all good. That was supposed to be your excuse in the first place. And by the way, it doesn't matter. The angels aren't winning shit. I'm sorry. We don't need to do the MLB preview. The angels are winning shit. It doesn't matter. This yeah. season is a write-off for that franchise. Just move on. Just stay home. Chill out. Take care of your new kid. It's all good. Yeah, that's true. What's the problem? Like, like honestly, of all the seasons, this is the one where it's like, guess what, guys? You get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Just do what you need to do because your league has no idea what it's doing. Yeah, MLB, who knows what's going on with them. But we yeah. supposedly are going to have games in less than a week. Well, like I said, if they have the games, I'm I'm here for it. I will, I will certainly watch the games, you know. I've got, I'm at home. So it's not like, I, it's not like, oh, well, I'm too busy. It's like, yeah, I'm too busy shifting stuff from one side of my house to the other. No, I can watch the games. Yeah, exactly. I'll put them on. I'll put them on. I'll watch them. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to be paying that close attention because to me, this season's kind of a weird wonky thing. I still don't know legitimately if they're going to finish it. So it's like, it's going to be like these weird random baseball games in the middle of it. So I probably, so I basically be watching the games while sorting cards. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Not a bad way to go. You get a beer in there too. You're good to go, man. Uh, right now, my good friends at Amsterdam Brewery here, uh, they do a good job delivering. So I think what's going to happen is, yeah, this summer is going to be the summer of I need some freaking cold beer. So you guys bring me the cold beer and we're good to go. There you go. But yeah, I don't know. This uh, this weird, this season is going to be very strange. Uh, my main interest is going to be keeping an eye on the storylines that I still care about. We can talk a little bit more about that next week. But long story short, I'll tell you. I genuinely don't care about a lot of it. If the Anaheim Angels are going to play, and I'm going to call them the Anaheim Angels because the LA Angels of Anaheim is stupid. I still prefer California Angels, personally. Sure. Let's call them the California Angels. If the California Angels are going to play, the interest for me is in seeing um, if Pujols can get past Willie Mays on the home run list. Yep. I think that'll be interesting. That, From a historical standpoint, I'm interested in that and seeing him kind of wind down his career because he's at the end. But um, it's just a matter of whether the... Angels are willing to eat the last year of the contract or if Pujols gives up first. Yeah. This year's just kind of a weird one because it's like, it's basically the Angels bought themselves a prorated version of this year's salary. In reality, they got to skip more than half a season. Yeah. So. Which is great for them. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But there are are things to, there there are definitely reasons to keep watching. No, no, that part I'm not worried about. Like there, I think there are legitimately good storylines. And uh, from the local slant, from the Jays perspective, I want to see if Vladdy Jr. has a progression. I want to see, at 60 games or not, I want to see if his hitting continues to improve. I want to see if his conditioning is picked up. I want to see if he can play first base. That's the new thing. And I want to see if he can work on building up his average, keeping the walks high, showing some power in the short bit. Because guess what? If he hits 20 home runs in 60 games, people are going to be excited again. Yeah, absolutely. Which which will be very interesting. Yeah, for sure it will be. And then we'll find out, you know, if off in the distance. Uh, so we've got that going for us. In the NBA side of it, we'll find out if Victor Oladipo finally succeeds in banging the floor hard enough for him to get kicked out after somebody calls a snitch line. That is also something worth paying attention to. Like, I, I'm, I'm making a note right now to, to track that. Victor Oladipo. Good times. But yeah, uh, I think um, this is going to be the weirdest week of sports in some in many years, Dave. Like, oh, for sure, you know, it is. No, this with, is going to with be very no strange. question whatsoever. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine right now. I'm kind of trying to get my head around the idea of an opening day that is weirder 
than any other. We have not had an opening day in July ever. Yeah, no. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's like, it's opening day and it's hot as hell already. That is a good question, Carlos. Yeah, like at this point, we would have had the All-Star game like a week or two ago. Usually the usually the All-Star game is right around my birthday. We passed that. Yeah, it's true. And here we are. We haven't even started the first official game of the year. All good questions. All good questions. None of which we have the answers to. Yeah, and then it's going to be interesting because if they do succeed in having the amount of games to get to 60 and they do get to the playoffs somehow, then we're going to come right up on football. Yeah. And then we'll see what they want to do. Well, exactly. Right. I mean, obviously they're, they're throwing around ideas and we'll see if any of them end up working and if it happens. Well, they're kind of in the same boat, aren't they, with Los Angeles, if you think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you've got the uh, you got the Chargers and you've got the Rams in their new mega stadium. I think their mega stadium is supposed to be done this year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the first year of the new mega stadium. And they may not get to use it. Yeah, so who knows what's going to go down. Maybe they have to go hang out with the Raiders in the Las, Ve- in the Las Vegas one. Yeah, maybe. Three of you can use the stadium. It's okay. Yeah, quite possible that's what's going to happen. Amazing. But, you know, that'd be kind of interesting for its own right and a few different reasons. What happens? Now we got, it's like we got Friday Night Football. Wait, isn't there another league? Oh, it's okay. They fold it. Don't worry about it. So Friday Night Football, Saturday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. Every night of the week football. What's that? You want Tuesday Night Football? Yeah. Who's who's commenting? John Madden. Why? We've run out of people. <laughs> Pretty much. We're bringing John Madden out of retirement for Tuesday Night Football. I, I'd watch. Dude, Dave, if there was a Tuesday Night Football with John fucking Madden, you know what's happening? Zoom call party. Yes. Uh, you know what? I'm calling it right now. Opening day, we're doing Zoom call. Done. Perfect. Who the hell is in the first game? I already forgot. Yeah, I don't remember either, but. Hold on. I think I got it here. Hold on. Tom Brady. Yankees nope. Nationals. The Tom Brady. What? Dear Lord, man. <laughs> Tom Brady is still my whipping boy. Shroud is out, but Tom Brady's still in, Dave. I'm waiting for Tom Bay. Okay? I'm ready for Tom Bay. My body is ready. My mind is ready. Everything is ready. But it's Yankees Nationals. It's a doubleheader. Yankees oh, yeah. Nationals, and then, followed by the Giants Dodgers. Yeah, that'd be good, man. Ooh, fancy. But Yankees Nationals for sure. All right, book it. For sure. And uh, was I right, though? Is that the Thursday? Is that Thursday? Is that right? Let me see. I'll double check right now. The 23rd, right? 23rd. Yeah, Thursday. Why is it always a Thursday? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You could put it on like Saturday or Friday night or something. Uh, whatever. Anyway, fine. Whatever. We got a double header on Thursday, July the 23rd. There you go. We'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. And then, uh, you know, I'll curse somebody's name. I'll laugh at Victor Oladipo. It'll be a thing. There you go, man. I think Love it. we have a plan. Beautiful. All right. We got anything else? We've covered, I think, all the main stuff. I think we're good, man. All right. You can check out this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can check out more offensive jokes that I probably cut out already. True. I just want to take a moment to absorb that. <laughs> How many things am I going to have to cut out? Well, I think I think other than the one section, I think we'll be fine. You'll probably be okay, but, yeah. But Carlos, what section is that? You'll never know. And Dave's not talking because he knows what's good for him. That's right. Indeed. Anyway, so iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, like I said. You can check out on YouTube, Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast YouTube channel. By the way, I recommend just subscribe to the main to the main channel. It's easier. The upload schedule on the YouTube channel is tricky because it's not automated anymore. When it was automated, it was easy. Now I have to go in and manually do it. So you might be delayed a couple of episodes. But if you just subscribe on your podcast app of choice, it's easier. So you can check it out there. You can check it out there. If you do check out the YouTube channel, it's a cartoon version of our faces with the podcast playing in the background. You can do that. Otherwise, that'll be it for us this time around, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast.